My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Super excited for our interview today. The guest I'm bringing on, Jamie Sletsky, has a degree in computer science with over 11 years in corporate IT and has a decade in supporting online businesses. Today, Jamie has uh, helps music teachers who create... Guys, I'm, I'm not going to restart the recording. We're going to go with it. I keep getting tongue-tied. My apologies, everyone. Today, Jamie helps music teachers who uh, create scalable online products and services. She's also the host of Music Teachers Extend Online Podcast. Welcome to the show, Jamie. How's it going? It's going <laughs> great. I think, yeah, I think I'm having a better morning than you are. <laughs> no, it's I think great so to too. be here. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's been a crazy morning, but you know what? It All that matters, matters is that we're here and we're going to have a great interview. I mean, I think we're going to have some great takeaways and conversation within, you know, what you're doing with your business and podcast, a little bit about your journey. We'll have some great takeaways and conversation within that alone. So that's all that matters. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure having you on today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Happy to share my journey. I mean, episodes just keep coming out every single week. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been doing the podcasting thing for a while. This is exciting. Well, I can't wait to, you know, go ahead and get our listeners to get to know you a bit better. Yeah. If you don't mind going ahead and jumping into a bit of your background and, you know, a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are today, you can dive right in and, um, because I think you do have a powerful story and I'd love for our listeners to get to know you better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to kind of jump into the middle of that, which was when my kids were two and four, I quit my corporate job and they are now teenagers. So it's been quite a while. Um, and I quit because I wanted to be mom first. And I knew that online was up and coming. It was a really important place for me to be able to put, you know, my mark, I could do that on my terms with a degree in computer science and a really good business background by working in the corporate environment. I felt that I could just jump in and help. And that's exactly what I did. I started doing freelance WordPress websites. I started helping people with their email marketing. I started helping people with their courses and their membership sites and their digital products and on and on and on it goes. And then I realized that I wasn't always enjoying the work that I was doing. And I said, okay, what has to change? What do I need to do better so that I love sitting down at the computer when the kids are at school? Because by that point, they were full-time school and I was home and making money while they were at school so that I could be home and driving them to gymnastics and dance and everything else at that point. And I've realized that courses was really kind of where I like to be. And I also had this amazing client who teaches the bass guitar. And she was really the impetus for me to say, I want to work with music teachers because what her courses do is help recreational bass guitar players feel confident 
it opens doors for them to be able to, you know, to grab the guitar and gig with some friends or have, you know, just like jam with some friends, form a band, do local things, just have fun being a musician. And so I said, more of this, more of this, more of this. And so I stripped away all of the other types of work that I was doing and focused on what can I do to help music teachers take control of the internet. And I started doing that in like 2019, early 2020. So I was there right at the time that every single music teacher had to close their doors and they had to find a way to continue teaching. And so I was kind of right place, right time to be able to help them figure out what the next step is online. Most of the time it was, okay, how do we translate our live lessons into, uh, you know, into online live lessons? And, but that wasn't necessarily where I totally wanted to be. I kind of left that conversation for the podcast, really. And I said, okay, for teachers who want to do something different and really embrace online, let's get into courses and membership sites and workshops and stuff. And it has been an incredible, incredible journey. This is incredible for sure. I like from going from your previous job to this and actually being so passionate about it. I think that is so important, right? You know, you're doing something you're passionate about. I mean, and that's a huge leap of faith to like go from one secure, you know, job to jumping, taking that leap of faith and jumping into the the entrepreneur path. Right. So, so tell me some of those feelings in between, you know, the switch, Yeah. So full transparency, I had six WordPress website clients on the docket when I left my corporate job. It took me six months to get number seven. I started slow. It just as soon as I had more time in my schedule to do the marketing and the and the implementation, the marketing fell away. I was getting the jobs done. But the marketing fell flat because my schedule was such that I had all this extra time. And as they always say, you know, like the things that you enjoy doing, you're going to do them longer. And I wasn't enjoying the marketing. I, it just, it was hard. It was like, why would someone want to pick me, a mom who's got crazy weird hours and this, that, whatever, why would they pick me over somebody else? So I had some imposter syndrome and things like that. I'm a good coder. I can build out a website. I'm not a graphic designer. So I needed those support systems, which nowadays, I mean, like fast forward to 2022, 2023, we've got so many more tools at our disposal to make things look good online. But back in 2011, there was no Canva. There was not, you know, there were a lot of tools that we take for granted now that didn't exist back then. And so that's part of the reason why I went into saying, okay, well, why don't we start an email list? So I started saying, okay, I worked with a client on their website. What else can I do for this client? And so we started their email list and then we started their nurture sequences. And so I was able to increase the value of that client from a website into these other things. And that was kind of what sustained me while I was continuing to try and figure out how to be all scrappy and stuff to get that next client. 
And then the other thing that I did, and this was probably a couple years into, into my freelance work was I said, I need to be platform specific. And I was really liking courses at that time. I guess this was probably five years into it, um, that I really went all in on learning how to use one specific course platform. And that is Thinkific. And I am now a Thinkific expert. I've been an expert on their platform for a really long time. And that has funneled um, continual clients uh, to me. So it was like an expert marketplace where um, I was able to kind of make my mark a little bit further. This is amazing. Oh, that's exciting. You know, it's crazy how the journey goes, right? And what changes and especially starting way back when you did the things that have changed, I'm sure it's just a whole bunch, right? So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're always changing with the new trends and stuff like that. Right. But I know that, um, you're, you're, you're good at niching industries. Um, can we kind of touch on that? I noticed yeah. in the application, you mentioned a little bit about that. And I think this is a really good topic we can cover with our audience as well. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I worked with everybody. I worked with real estate agents. I worked with coaches. I worked with consultants. I worked with music teachers. I worked with a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. I mean, one of my favorite clients from way back when helped people start their Airbnb business. I mean, like it was just all over the place. But what I realized was that one, I didn't have the satisfaction and the enjoyment of always working with things. Like it had to be the right person and the right industry. Um, so like that guy that I was saying with the Airbnb, he was a great person, which is the only reason why I stuck with working with him for as long as I did. Um, but then I went ahead and I said, like I was talking about with my the bass guitar teacher, I'm like I want more of this. And I went and said, okay, well, if I want more of this, then I want to work with creative entrepreneurs. And so I thought that that meant music teachers, visual art teachers, um, maybe even people who work with the, in theater and things like that. And so that was my first niche, niching, be like getting rid of a lot of things was just going into this creative space. And as I shoved myself into that space, I realized that those were very different categories and I could have done any one of them, but I said, no, I am going to cut off the other ones and I am going to stick with the music teachers. And I use this um, analogy of like when you're niching down, it's like you're going through the middle of an hourglass. So you've got all of these opportunities at the top and you finally squeeze your way through and all of a sudden, you have all of these opportunities in the bottom of the hourglass. Like if you don't squeeze through that middle section and niche, you're missing out on the best opportunities. And so that was really a big thing for me was that as small as I felt that music teachers was as a category, I've even gone further to say it's independent music teachers. It's not classroom music teachers for the most part. I mean, obviously some classroom music teachers are entrepreneurial as well, and I work with them, but it's not, it's really the independent teacher, whether they're running their own studio or they're working for somebody else, or they've got other people working for them. It's, it's really the people who are in the independent, not in the, not in the franchise space, not in the academic space. And again, like it's just, easier. My marketing 
is easier because I know who I'm talking to and I know their pain points because I've had conversations with them. And that's all that niching is. The truth is, is you niche your marketing, but you don't have to niche your sales. Like if somebody resonates with your message and they don't fall exactly inside your niche, no one's going to say no. (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy we covered that. And you're so right. It is, I think it's such an important component, really getting crystal clear on who it is you want to work with really. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you've narrowed it down from, you know, all kinds of people, uh, entrepreneurs to creative entrepreneurs, to music teachers, and to now independent music teachers. Um, and I mean, if anyone else is interested, then of course, but, right, um, right. but really, really being focused on narrowing that down and figuring out, okay, who, who do I want to work with? Is this going to be a fit for what I want and for what they want? And that I honestly, like you said, it makes marketing easier for one and mm-hmm. more enjoyable, like, you know, and honestly, I, I find that that success rate when people, when entrepreneurs narrow down who they, um, that niche, that category of people that they want to work with entrepreneurs, business people, um, the success rate goes up, you know, totally. So very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, I'm really glad we covered that. Now, um, you know, we didn't, we all know with building a business, um, there's tons of wins, of course, but what would you say is maybe one of your biggest challenges in the last, I don't know, six months or so, you know, we always get the next, the next, um, level always comes with a new challenge, you know, to get to that next level. Yeah. And I know a lot of people listening probably can relate in some way or another to some of the challenges. Yeah. I think that the biggest challenge is, um, has been with the uncertainty. I think that a lot of people, you know, six months ago is when masks really came off and people were starting to open their houses back up for in-person lessons. And so there was a lot of apprehension of, are people really going to want music lessons online? Are people really going to want to learn music from a course and not from me in person? And so I think that that was a big thing for me was instead of saying, these are the opportunities that you have online, which one do you want to pursue? It was, these are the opportunities online. These are all the reasons why you're in a perfect place to like, so I had to start selling them on online again. Whereas before that it was more like, what is it that we wanted to get into? So that was probably the biggest thing. Everybody knew before we were like when the pandemic started through the time that we were able to take our masks off and open our homes again, that online was the way and how could they take advantage and make the most of it. And then when that shift changed, it was back to, do I want to be online? And I had to kind of rework my marketing. I had to rework the conversations. Um, 
to explain what all the benefits are and how it's beneficial to the teacher as well as to their pupils. And if they're working with kids, how is beneficial to the parents? I mean, I had some podcast episodes on exactly that topic, like why it's a winning proposition and things like that. So I just, I think that that was like one of the biggest things. So I definitely took a little bit of a dip in in my business when I had to shift the angle of the, of the marketing to help people see that online really is the future. Yeah. Understandable for sure. And I think, you know, especially after COVID so many people don't want to go back in person, you know, Mm -hmm. there are so many opportunities online, which is incredible, but so do you have any challenges, you know, with growing your following with the podcast, I guess, actually, before we jump into that, let's go back let's take a step back. I went too far ahead of myself. Um, what were your intentions behind the podcast? And I know that Uh you're already 250, 250 episodes in or something like that. Pretty close. Wow. Yep. So I know you've had it for a while. Um, but what are your intentions behind it and, um, where are we at with it? Exactly. Yeah. So I started the podcast because I love podcasts. I mean, I think a lot of people, that's why they start. And I'm like, I want to be out there. I want to be known for something. I wanted to be known really to be able to like disseminate and like bring all of the the tech jargon into vernacular that people could understand and enjoy and things like that. Uh, So when I started the podcast, Um, Actually, for the first 99 episodes, it was the Tech of Business podcast. And then I changed the name to the Expand Online podcast. And then I further refined it to the Music Teachers Expand Online um, because, again, like it was part of, you know, mirroring my journey. And I really wanted to bring technology and online opportunities to an audience that was curious, but apprehensive excited, but unsure how to do things. And most importantly, wanted to create an impact and income through online means. Because if you don't have a reason for to listen to an episode or listen to a podcast, then why is that podcast even, you know, going to, you know, why is someone going to hit play on it? So I make sure that every episode is really focused on how are we going to use technology better? How are we going to use it to make an impact? How are we going to use it to make further income? Like, let's make sure that it's really, really specific so that people come back. I mean, obviously I want my listeners to come back week after week and learn something and take action. So starting the podcast was really just a way to get my voice out there and like I said earlier, like I'm not a graphic designer. I wasn't creating these amazing things on Instagram or on Facebook, or I just wasn't a content creator in the visual medium. So the podcast was something I felt very comfortable throwing on the mic and I was never really nervous. And so I think it just became a really good fit for me. A hundred percent, especially if you're not nervous. I know a lot of people who, you know, take the leap of faith when they are nervous to start the podcast. And um, this would become much more natural to you, right? Because it's something mm-hmm. you're okay with doing. Um, so that's, that's exciting, right? So another question I was going to ask you is basically, you know, tell us a bit how the podcast ties into the business. I mean, um, 
does it get you to book sales eventually people you know do the, the clients who work with often come off the podcast and then reach out to you and tell me a bit about that yeah, you know, I think the podcast is definitely a business vehicle, whether it's I'm working with people that I've interviewed, I'm working with people who have listened, I'm working with people who interviewed me, <laughs> you know, because part of my strategy, of course, is getting on other right. people's podcasts. And, and right. so, you know, I I mean, even on podcasts that I uh, recorded recently with like on air, they said that they were going to want to work with me, you know, like that was pretty exciting, actually. That is exciting. I think two out of the last four, the podcast interviewer, you know, said, I want to work with you at some point in the near future. So, you know, that I think is part of it. But what I find is that my most loyal listeners are people who have bought something from me, whether they've bought um, my summit all access pass, or they've bought, you know, my micro course templates, or they've bought um, a course or, uh, you know, worked with me in some capacity, they continue to use the podcast as additional resources. And then they're the ones who share specific episodes of the podcast with their peers, because I came from the outside. I am not a music teacher. I haven't played in musical instruments since eighth grade band. You know, it's been, it's been a long time. And so it took a while before people started using, like using my podcast as a resource to share with their peers. And it's really just kind of like picked up in the past. And yeah, probably those six months when I changed the language of why online and how to how to make all online relevant, that's when it started picking up that people were starting to share out the podcast. This is incredible, honestly. And I think like, you know, just being on other podcasts and also interviewing people yourself, that authority and credibility that a podcast can, can make for you is incredible, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. So do you use the podcast uh, to- Or are you at the moment using the podcast um, to book sales calls directly after an interview or, or tell me a bit about that process? Most of my podcast episodes are solo episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. They're more training type episodes, you know, 10 to 15 minutes long. Um, And most of my interviews are with people I already have some kind of relationship with. So it'll be with somebody that I've been in conversation with that I want to work with. And so I will, you know, I'll bring them on. And sometimes we get to the point where we're like, yeah, let's, let's do this as a, as a uh, business transaction. Other times it's like, you know, the person I'm working. Yeah. Or the person I'm talking to is not in a place where it makes sense. Like I did an Mm -hmm. interview at the beginning of September of this year. Um, and with a peer, with a friend who also coaches music teachers, she specifically coaches singers, um, you know, singing coaches. And so I knew that that was just a value add for, for the audience and not something that was directly tied to bringing me, her as a client, but it helped her see me in, in a different light. And, uh, and she's since referred a few people to me. So I use it as many angles as I possibly can, because it is such a valuable tool. Podcasts are timeless. They really are. I can share a podcast episode from a year and a half ago with somebody if I think it's the right podcast to share with them. 
Absolutely. You're right. They are timeless. And like, like you said, you have 250 episodes. If it, if you find, if you have an episode previously, that might be, you know, helpful to someone possibly interested, a potential future customer of some sort, Mm -hmm. you can send that to them. So they get a better idea. Like there's so many opportunities with a podcast. It's just, like you said, endless. Amazing. So, and how do you go about monetizing your podcast or, or do you monetize it? I've had a few sponsors just like the here or there, a couple of sponsors there. Um, and that's, that's really the only direct monetization. I use it as a uh, lead in to programs or into offers, uh, things like that. I mean, every single one of my podcast episodes, there's an opportunity to join my email list. And then, you know, that nurturing side of things start, because that's a big thing for me is I want to go from the one-way communication into, you know, like the broadcast type thing into the one-on-one communication, because that's where sales are, are made. That's where where relationships build and all of that. And I think it's, so I don't think that the podcast I would tie directly to monetization. I would say that it's a step on the journey um, because I think it's really important for somebody to really get my nuance before we start working together. So it's like, even in my nurture sequence, if they're not coming from the podcast or whether they are or not, I direct them to several of the podcast episodes because I want the podcast to become part of the way that they learn from me, that they're inspired by me. And then they reach out and generally just book a call and we figure out the right, the right next step, whether it's like one-on-one or it's group or whatever it might be. Right. Right. This all sounds great. I mean, the way you have it set up and how it's working with the podcast, uh, like effectively with your business, it's great. Now, um, for 2023, it's just around the corner. Do you have any big focuses or or desires that you want to achieve within the podcast and within the business? Oh, lots. I mean, 2023, like my goal is to double my income. (laughs) You know, that's a, that's a big one. And I'm going to do that because I've got a program that I run with a business partner and she and I, we ran it as cohorts for the first year, but we're going to turn it into um, something that is a little bit more evergreen so that we can have more constant enrollment, which means that more people who come to the podcast and then book a call, we have a really great product for them. And then we also have a course that is um, a really great course. And that's really a big focus for us is for the course by itself to be a six-figure product next year. So those are two really big things. And in order to get there, I am going all in on the podcast. I am sharing about the podcast. I'm pulling archived, you know, podcast episodes, like podcasts from like episode 85, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'll go quite back that far, but definitely go back to some of the podcast episodes and resurface them so that they can start working for me all over again. This is so exciting. I love your drive. You're, you're a goal getter and I'm super excited to, you know, see how it goes in the new year. And I'd honestly love to get you back on another episode and be like, okay, 
So tell us what worked and how did that go? And, you know, it's super exciting. You know, you have your goals set, you know how you're going to get there. Cause that was my next question. I'm like, okay, so how are you going to go? What's your plan about getting there and, and doing that? And you're like, and this is how I'm doing it. And I'm going to do it this way. And this is happening. So, oh my gosh, love it. Love your drive. And I'm really excited for you and, you know, what this next year will bring. So this is amazing. You know, and I know we have a short episode and I wish we could go longer. <laughs> they just go by <laughs> too fast. But, you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, Jamie, uh, and what you have to offer, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out? Yeah. So um, I'm going to give you kind of a three pronged attack. Number no one, listen to the podcast. Music Teachers Expand Online, wherever you're listening to this right now, Music Teachers Expand Online. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Jamie Slutsky. I'm going to spell that for you. It's J-A-I-M-E-S-L-U-T-Z-K-Y. So I'm at Jamie Slutsky on Instagram. And if you want to see my nurture sequence, go to expandonlinenow.com and sign up for my email list. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, uh, Jamie, for coming on today again. Honestly, such a pleasure to have you and to share this valuable insight and, you know, talk about those challenges, talk about those wins and a bit of your journey um, to share with our listeners. That's exactly what I'm looking for. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Brittany. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and would like to come on just like Jamie did today um, to share your journey and talk about the podcast, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you as well. Thanks so much, you guys. Catch you later. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.